This is Safe Retirement Radio with Michael McGuire from McGuire Capital. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael McGuire provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Safe Retirement Radio with Michael McGuire. Hello, and welcome back to Safe Retirement Radio. My name is Michael McGuire. My companies are McGuire Capital and McGuire Retirement Solutions. During today's show or after, if you'd like more information, reach out and give us a call at 405-760-5863, or feel free to visit us online at mcguirecap.com. And while at that website, go ahead and click on the icon that will allow you to listen to past shows. And also, I think you'll find some very informative information there. But first, I'd like to welcome my co-host today, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I have had a great week, Michael. It's just flown by, though, and I was looking, I'm glad because I was looking forward all week to doing the show with you this weekend. And I it's a great one. I know you've got a good one in store for us, but I spent some time with the family and really enjoyed spending time with the wife and kids. How about you? What have you been up to? Hey, thank you for asking. You know, today we're going to talk about um, avoiding phone scams and tariffs. I think two really hot topics, but let me tell you about my weekend. I had a fun weekend. So I know you've heard of these cars called Teslas and they're an all-electric car, and I know that you know about them because I know you own a uh, an electric car. Yeah, I do. I own a Chevy Volt, which I love. Well, I'll tell you, this was my first experience. My neighbor got the new Model 3, and he got the upgraded performance package on this thing, and he said, hey, Mike, let me take you for a spin. Tony, 0 to 60 and 3.0 three seconds. I I was, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't peel my, my body away from the back seat as it, as it, it thrust just immediately in complete silence, no noise. It, it just amazing. And the, you know, the, the cool thing about that car is besides that and me feeling like I'm a teenager again, and you know, you could do a roller coaster, how your stomach comes up. Well, that's the way you feel. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is awesome. And then he lets go at about 55 miles an hour. He lets go of the steering wheel. That car self-drives. I've heard about that, but I had no idea. And we take a little curve and it just does the curve. And we come up to a stop sign and it slows down and stops. Just amazing. So anyway, I had a fun That's weekend. Crazy. Yeah, I had a fun weekend. Well, that sounds like a blast. I've heard all about those cars. I've seen them and I've just heard they're amazing to drive and to ride in and electric motors don't have any torque. So unlike a gas engine, they can go zero to 60 in no time at all, especially the the Teslas with the great performance engines in there. Wow. That's amazing. I, I love it. Well, you said we're talking about phone scams and tariffs. That's right. You know, I wanted to address those two topics. They've been in the news a lot lately. And I think a lot of us has probably received these phone calls that are, are scams. 
you know, so today we're going to talk about that. And while phone scams and tariffs really, they may not sound like they have anything in common, their common thread for me is that they can wreak havoc on my clients or the listeners' finances if they fall for some of these uh, phone scams anyway. And tariffs have a direct impact on financial markets and are the goods that and services that we provide and, and purchase. So with that in mind, we're going to dive into uh, really about the phone scams in the first couple of segments. Um, I was reading an article in uh, Reader's Digest that you know was titled, Watch Out, These 10 Phone Scams Can Steal Your Money. And I found it fascinating, so I want to talk about that today. You know, our goal is to give information out to our listeners to help them avoid falling victim to any type of a phone scam. Phone scams are definitely an increasing problem, Tony. You know, there's an article um, that came out September of last year that uh, basically stated that nearly 50% of all U.S. mobile traffic could potentially be scam calls by the end of this year. And that, you know, is scary. So I think arming yourself with knowledge about the different types of phone scams that are out there can help you keep your information safe. Well, I mean, that's just huge. I mean, that's crazy. 50% of all mobile calls this year will be scams. Uh, That sounds awful. You know, not only are there a lot of scam phone calls, there's also different types of scams that they try to pull on us. The first one mentioned in the Reader's Digest article is called, Can You Hear Me? You know, that scam relates to a Verizon uh, commercial that we heard. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Well, the con's designed to record your voice when you say yes. Can you hear me? And naturally, we respond yes. Well, what they're really trying to do is to get that recording of you saying yes, and then they will try to use that as an agreement, uh, proof that you agreed to something that they that you really didn't. And uh, so one way to avoid that is to uh, speak your answer in a full sentence. And here's an example. Can you hear me now? Here's how you respond. I can hear you just fine. That way they can't yeah, use that. It's sad we live in this kind of world, but that's the way it is today. Well, yeah, and it seems so innocent. We all remember that classic commercial, the Can You Hear Me Now line. And I guess it's easy for people to then get confused and give the scammers exactly what they want in response. Yeah, you know, Tony, that's a very memorable commercial. And the next scam is especially prevalent during tax time. What happens is the caller will pretend to be an internal revenue service agent. Now, I have personally received this call about four times in a lot. I have too. Yes, a lot of people in my life have have done it. And it's... You know, it's so threatening. They're going to take immediate legal action against you. They might be sending the police to arrest you or freeze your bank accounts. They might even ask you, uh, and what they're really trying to do is to ask you and get personal information out of you. This is in all types of scans, but you need to know the IRS, as a matter of policy, will never call you. What they do is use uh, use uh, the postal service. They'll send you a letter, and so the main thing you need to do when you get that call, and it's always on their official letterhead, right? It is. You know, the main thing you can do is just hang up, turn around. If you're really worried that it really was the IRS, which it most likely wasn't, it won't. Yeah, no. But you can always call the IRS directly through uh, getting their phone number yourself. Never ask them, you know, for the for the number that you'll call them back because they'll give you. Uh, you know, their number, which is not the IRS. So, yeah. So to repeat, the IRS will never call you. They always send letters instead 
And I think that's a good point because uh, I know people who have been taken by that. I know people who have even given them credit card to pay off the bill over the phone. Oh, no. You know, yeah. Uh, while the IRS will not call you, uh, your bank might call you. So how do you know if that phone call from a bank is really legitimate or not? Perhaps your bank's calling to verify some transaction that they've seen on your card. We know that happens. They're looking out for us. But you can safely answer you know, that one, hey, I'm going to have to get back with you. Uh, don't do anything right now. Let me call you back and hang up and flip. Go grab your wallet, grab your purse, grab that debit card, flip it on the back and call that number because then you know you're speaking with the bank. And, yeah, and then they can verify whether the call was legit or not. Ab- right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm sure when somebody seems to know information about you, it makes it seem more legitimate, and that's how people fall for these things. You got it. You know, that's something that scam artists are counting on. You know, in today's world of us revealing so much information on Facebook, they can make a phone call and really already be armed with some things that, that might be true. You know, another tactic involves our curiosity, Curiosity uh, killed the cat is an old phrase, Uh, and it's hard to resist. So one of these tricks is they'll call your phone one time, one ring, and then they're not there. What they're doing is verifying because they're probably blasting hundreds of thousands of calls out, a computer doing it, and they're wanting to see who calls back. They may not even answer, but what they just confirmed is, hey, that's a number that somebody's behind. You know, somebody owns that number and they're responding. They may, uh, they make, they may call you back later, flip it on you, kind of flip the script and say, Hey, I know she called my number. What do you call? Who, who is this? And then get your name. It's so innocent, but you got to keep in your mind when you get these phone scams, their sole purpose, number one is to take your money, but how they do that by taking your information. Yeah, that feels like a dirty trick, though. I mean, to confuse and overwhelm like that. Yeah, isn't it? You know, technology is can be frustrating. It can be confusing. Scammers love to use our emotions to con you basically out of your data. In the next scam we're going to talk about, you'll receive a phone call from somebody claiming that they're from a major technology company. It might be Apple. They may say they're from Microsoft. Uh, they may claim they're from Facebook what they're trying or even your local internet provider you know they they may ask you leading questions that kind of make you think that they know something's going on because who hasn't had a problem with their computer or their phone and they're going to offer to help fix this problem and here's here's the way they are going to get your information they're going to try to convince you to allow them to uh, download an app on your computer or get you or, or a program where they can go in and fix it, uh, update your software, get you to, to do it for them. And what really is happening is your computer's going to slow down. They put in malware. They're trying to get your personal information. So if you have problems that require technical support, just hang up on these people, turn around and call whatever company you deal with directly and you get the number yourself. We have a few more phone scams that I want to talk about, but I know, Tony, we're coming up against a hard break right now. Yeah, we are. That's right. Our time is almost up for this segment. 
Michael, do you have anything else you want to add before we do take a quick break here? I do. You know, preparing for your retirement is an important part of any financial uh, process that you might start. And and you can start with us by visiting our website. I'm going to give you a, a, a website that will help us learn a little bit more about you. It's called retiresafe.net. That's R-E-T-I-R-E-S-A-F-E dot N-E-T. And when you're there, I want you to click on a little video and it's a very short video, but it's going to explain about risk analysis. We call it the color of money. And it's also, we're not taking your information as a scam, but it'll, it'll let us know who you are and your phone number and, and we'll reach out to you and, and try to carry on a conversation to help you in retirement. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating at McGuire Capital. We have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 405-760-5863 or visit us at mcguirecap.com to learn more. Listeners, welcome back to Safe Retirement Radio. My name is Michael McGuire. My companies are McGuire Capital and McGuire Retirement Solutions. If you'd like more information during the show or after, reach out to us at 405-760-5863. Today, we've been talking about some common phone scams that happen. We've highlighted from a recent article that I read in Reader's Digest, 10 of those, and we discussed several in the first segment. Our, our goal is to give you information that's going to help you avoid falling victim to one of these scams. You know, we covered different types of scams during that segment. Now we're going to talk about the ones that uh, in the second segment that will complete that list of 10. Sure. And I want to remind our listeners, if they just joined us or they missed part of the show, they can always go to the website and listen to the show. Go to the radio show page. Uh, click on it, subscribe to it as a podcast, listen to the show, past shows. Uh, there's no cost there. Uh, if you want to listen to it on iTunes or Spotify, there's no cost for those apps either. You can listen to it right on their website, or you can go to those apps and listen to it and subscribe as a podcast. So I just wanted to remind our listeners, and why don't you give that phone number and web address one more time? You know, great point, Tony. I will. Uh, it's mcguirecap.com. And they're at mcguirecap.com. You can listen to those previous episodes. I think it can be a valuable resource for you. In the first segment today, though, we mentioned several phone scams that can seem very legitimate. Another type of scam the article mentioned is jury eligibility. So, you know, in life, our number comes up and we're going to have to go do jury duty. So this is what they do. Uh, they will target a person and, and they'll give them a call and say that, hey, it's, it's time for you to, to uh, go to jury duty. And the scammer is going to ask them to confirm, guess what, some personal information. You know, what they're really doing is trying to steal that information. And as I mentioned earlier, the best way to combat that is to simply hang up. And you're like, oh, my goodness, can I hang up on a courthouse or other government agency? Yes, you can. And then you can go look that up and call that respected agency because if they're legitimate, you'll be able to find a, an official number for that, whether it is the courthouse or, or uh, whatever local government agency there. And so you can get it directly from them and avoid a scam. 
Yeah, and again, don't ask the caller for a number because if it's a scam, they'll give you a fake number or, or their own number. Uh, and if it's legitimate, you should just be able to hang up and call them, like you said, through an official number. And that one sounds a lot like the IRS and bank scams that you mentioned in the first segment. Exactly, it does. You know, the attempt is always the same, no matter what kind of a smoke screen or disguise that they have, Tony. It's it's whether they say they're with the IRS, they're with the bank, they're uh, a jury duty call anything i've even heard of a sweepstake giveaway that somebody's won those incoming calls are to grab personal information from you they are really especially looking for social security numbers financial bank accounts any type of information that anybody's trying to get from you on the phone that you do not know should be an immediate red flag and you should proceed with a lot of caution yeah i mean a healthy dose of skepticism can be a valuable weapon against phone scams. Very well put. You know, that brings us to our final phone scam that we're going to talk about today. As we mentioned before, scam artists will prey using confusion. They'll try to use scare tactics and they'll do whatever it takes to kind of put you off guard. Scammers uh, can impersonate charities. Now this one, um, again, on Facebook, we, we kind of tell it all and we they could find out what charities we like what political party we might lean towards um you know lobbyists nonprofit organizations uh, where we went to school they can use that to target us they'll use those charitable natures that we have against us and they'll ask for donations over the phone while you may want to donate to one of these organizations because most of us are, have charity in our hearts it's appropriate um, to ask them to go ahead and mail you the information that you're not comfortable telling it over the phone. So ask them to drop the information to you in the mail and simply hang up. That is your best recourse. And you can, uh, most of us, you know, we don't want to be rude. We don't want to come across that way, but it's better to feel rude than to put your financial data at risk. Well, yeah, and you can just say, hey, I'm going to call you back at the number I have for your organization. Thank you. Bye. Yep, Click. you got it. Yeah. So are there any ways to check up on these charitable organizations then? Great question. Tony, I've used this uh, resource, and I want the listeners to write this down. Um, there's a third party out there called CharityNavigator.org, and it's the word charity, C-H-A-R-I-T-Y. All together, navigator, N A V I G A T O R dot org. Now, what this uh, charity navigator dot org does is it rates organizations on factors like how much they, uh, the donated money goes towards the actual cause, how much goes towards administrative cost. You know, charities, uh, they look at their performance, how they are financially uh, health wise and their accountability and their transparency. So use this site. Their ratings can help donors make informed decisions on money before you donate it. And this particular site, believe it or not, has uh, rated over 9,000 charities so far. Uh, now, do you have any additional insight before we take another quick break? Just one more reference to my website, uh, mcguirecap.com. Visit that website and also feel free to give us a call anytime at 405-760-5863. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know 
that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call McGuire Capital at 405-760-5863 or visit mcguirecap.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report to help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back, listeners, to Safe Retirement Radio. My name is Michael McGuire. My co-host today is Tony Shore. My companies are McGuire Capital and McGuire Retirement Solutions. Today, if you want to know more information, either during this show or after, give me a call at 405-760-5863. Our final segment today focuses on something that's been in the news a lot, Tony. Today, we're going to talk about tariffs in this last segment. You know, we're going to define what in the world a tariff is, and we, we've heard it so much, and a lot of people I know, I've had clients you know, ask me this directly. They get confused on what it really means. Is it good? Is it bad? So uh, I'm going to reference an article from magnifymoney.com. Now, this article was written last year, in, in August actually, and it was, what are tariffs anyway? Let's start by answering that simple question to define what a tariff is. Tariffs are taxes that the federal government slaps on products that are imported to the United States. So tariffs are often a percentage of the value of that product being imported. Now, now, here's what that means. A product's made in a foreign country. They want to sell it here in the United States. So what do they do? They import it in. Our government slaps a tariff or a tax on that product. Wow. Okay, so I, because I, I had gotten confused as to why this is such a big deal and what it was all about. We've certainly heard a lot in the past year about these trade wars and tariffs. Maybe you can help our listeners and I understand how those different percentages work. You know, of course, Tony. I'll give you a, a really good example. Let's say that there's a tariff on microwaves. Let's say a microwave is made in a foreign country and somebody in the U.S. is is bringing that microwave home to the United States to sell, ultimately, to our listeners. Now, that microwave uh, with no tariffs costs $100 for the person bringing it, the importer that's bringing it to the United States to sell it out to retail to our citizens. So uh, uh, the United States government decides to put a tariff of 25% on that microwave. What that really means is that microwave now costs an additional $25. 25% of 100 is $25. That would bring the cost of the microwave to that importer, not 100 anymore, it's 125 bucks. Now, guess what happens? They pass that on often to you and me. So the extra $25 doesn't go to the foreign country. Some people think that. It's not going to that country. It's actually going to the United States Department of Treasury. Wow. Okay. So the tariff percentage could actually impact the cost of the goods being taxed. Uh, but are these tariffs a new concept? It seems like all of a sudden we're hearing about them, but is it really a new concept? No, it's, it's not a new concept at all. It's been going on for centuries. You know, according to Smithsonian.com article that I read uh, a while back, um, these, these tariffs actually started back in the 1760s. Great Britain would charge heavy import duties on products that they were sending over here. And that increased price, uh, increased the price of goods back then, like glass, lead, paper, and even tea. I think you can see where I'm going with this. 
<laughs> well, you're probably talking about a certain party that they held in Massachusetts Bay, right? That's correct. You know, the Boston Tea Party. Uh, it was in re- basically started in response to high tariffs placed on tea. So after the American Revolution, tariffs were a major source of revenue, people forget, for the American government. Because you got to remember, the the act that was passed uh, for the collection to make it legal to take federal income tax from American citizens, that didn't go into place until 1913. So tariffs have been used for centuries to raise money for America. it also even had, if you do some reading, uh, a little hand in the Great Depression. Many economists believe that Herbert Hoover's protectionist move, it was the Smooth Hawley Act in 1930, did more harm than it really did good. It was supposed to help our country recover from that stock market crash we had in 1929. But what that basically those tariffs did was make things even worse internationally for us. Yeah. Production booms during World War II and the Cold War led the country to enact fewer tariffs and focus more, Tony, on what's called the free trade philosophy. This philosophy eventually led to the establishment of the World Trade Organization in 1995. So that free trade mentality is kind of like, let's don't tariff, put tariffs on or taxes. Let's just let each country make their products and let's sell to each other. And that happened for a long time. Well, yeah, it definitely. And so tariffs have been around a long time then. But why does it feel then like it's relatively new? Like we're all of a sudden hearing about them. You know, since the election in 2016, tariffs has been making a comeback around here. They've been used as more of a foreign policy tool. Also, they've been used as an economic tool. Tariffs as high as 25% has recently been on the news. That's been levied against importers from both China, uh, Canada, and by the way, also the European Union, South Korea, Brazil, Argentina, just to name a few. This can be uh, can affect our exports from the United States to those foreign countries. Countries often react uh, when they have tariffs put on their goods by, guess what? They, it's tick for tat. They're going to go put a tariff on our goods that we're sending over to their country. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why they've been in the news so much lately these past few years. It is. You know, now that we know that tariffs are what's been in our history for a long time, and tariffs can affect the consumer, you know, according to that article, Magnify Money, we mentioned earlier that consumers generally end up paying half to two-thirds of that tariff. You know, the rest of the tariff is usually absorbed by the foreign exporters that are trying to bring it over here to the United States. And the U.S. companies that are importing the products can also take on some of that extra cost. With higher-end specialized products, however, the entire cost is sometimes, guess what, passed right on to our listeners or the consumer. So another factor uh, with highly specialized product is that a company might have no choice but to pay this extra tariff because they can't find that product anywhere else. So I'll use an example. Let's say there's a a certain car made in a foreign country, and it's very popular, it's very unique, very well made, and you just can't get that car anywhere else. Now there's a 25% tariff on it. Well, what's going to happen is that price to buy that car um, 
next year in the United States or, or after they've put this tariff on it is going to go up 25% because the car importer and the person selling the car are not going to absorb any of that cost. They're going to pass it right on to the consumer. So uh, if we deal with the lower end, less expensive products, let's say t-shirts, Tony, you know, there's a lot of competition for t-shirts. They're not really, oh, yeah. yeah, they're not unique. So that when you have this extra tax, 25% placed on that, well, maybe the importer will say, Hey, I'm going to go to another country. I can get those same t-shirts that do not have this tax put on them. And, and, right. and then we don't feel that. So yeah, yeah tar- tariffs, the point here have been a part of American economy for a long time. This is nothing new. It's just new to a lot of listeners right now because it's current in history again. You know, um, it seems that the era of few tariffs uh, is coming to an end. Tariffs will likely continue to dominate our news, I think. You know, I think governments will increasingly use them as tools. Uh, I hope that this conversation today, though, kind of sheds a little bit of light on what really a tariff is and how it plays um, into our our lives. Yeah. Yep. Well, but the time has flown by. We've got to go. We're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know that phone number and web address where they can reach you one more time. You bet. One more time. Let's let's give this out. 405-760-5863. Call that number either today or anytime after the show. Please take time to visit retiresafe.net. There you're going to find a resource tool that can really help you started on your own personal road to safe retirement. Thank you for listening to Safe Retirement Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael McGuire at McGuire Capital. Call 405-760-5863 or visit them online at mcguirecap.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by McGuire Capital Management, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oklahoma. Michael McGuire and McGuire Capital Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. 